Hi, Snoop. Let's take a journey. Oh, you know I love Journey. Oh, do you? Is it a golf course? A bathhouse in Flint, Michigan. Am I right? Oh, oh, it's California. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, because because this song is called California Girls. I should have known that right away. Yeah, mm, yeah, girls with a U. Yeah, like September Girls by Big Star. Yeah, listen. There's so much music about how great California is, from the big ass redwoods to the Frisco queers to the shine and grime of L.A., all the way down to the weird combination of laid back surfer and military in San Diego, and then all the weed farms and mountain country in between. California has something for everyone. Mm -hmm. This is one of the most recent songs praising California's positive attributes. There's no doubt Santa Barbara-born Katy Perry loves being a California girl. Long Beach's own Snoop Doggy Dog loves spending time with California girls. This song is like an audio postcard. Positive, positive, positive. Fun, fun, fun. Sex, sex, sex. California. That's what we're all about. And I'll be the first to tell you, California is awesome. It breeds a lot of pale artists, though. They're all holed up in these dark studios trying to wrap their heads around why a place this beautiful is making them so very, very miserable. Even these people who want to write a song about how shitty California is can't help but write that song in the context of how awesome this place can be. Oh, California's so beautiful. I'm really making my dreams come true. Yeah, I've totally been living the good life here in California. The music they create from that feeling, I call it Sar California. This is the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast coming to you live from David Lyons' house. It's not really live. Live on tape from David Lyons' house. Yeah, we I'm alive. We tape it. It's our first ever real episode taped outside of the studio, and we're nervous and scared. So just bear with us, people. We love you all. My name is J.D. Riznar. Oh, I'm, I'm, go, I'm going second time. Yeah. Oh, boy, this is Hunter. Yeah. Hey, uh, it, this is awkward. We're in a different place, different positions. I'm David Lyons. We're I'm going third this time. Hey, I'm Hollywood Steve. I'm really nervous about whether our sound is resonant as usual. <laughs> you do. You always do. Yeah, you, you always sound uh, great, Steve. So we're a podcast that creates musical genres, counts them down from 10 to 1 based on how much we like the songs in that genre. And because we're the guys who created the term Yacht Rock, we like to start the show every week with a bone throw to a Yacht Rock song. So Hollywood Steve, what are we listening to today? I'm going back to the well on Jim Photoglow. Jim yes. Photoglow, who yep. was not uh, a guy so far, a guy who you picked a uh, non yacht rock song I from picked, last time. I picked uh, "We Were Meant to Be Lovers" a few a few episodes ago, and you all ridiculed me. So now I'm back with another Jim Photoglow song. It's extremely yachty compared to you know "We Were Meant to Be Lovers." Well, yeah, uh, com compared to that country crossover. No, yes. because it's a great that was that was a real smooth song, but this one's even yachtier. I want to explain how how yachty this is. This is called Steal Away. And what we've got here huh, creative. <laughs> we've got we've got Photoglow doing he's basically ripping off Low Down by Boz Skaggs. Yeah. 
he also took the title steal away from Robbie Dupree. So the levels of theft that are going on here, he's he's already ripped off Robbie Dupree's idea of ripping off a previous Yacht Rock song. You know, steal away rips off What a Fool Believes. This one rips off Lowdown. And he compounded that by stealing away Robbie Dupree's title steal away and then making a totally new lyric out of it. You did a great job with research on this Yeah, I think you just explained that three times. (laughs) I want to make sure everybody understands how many levels this is an amazing Yacht Rock ripoff on. Did you do the research? Is this after Steal Away by Robbie Dupree? 100%? 99%. Okay, well, let's do that research later on. I'll add 1% on top of that. This is why we write things down, everyone. Because we like... I had, a busy, right. I had a busy day at work today. Oh, we all did. Now listen, this is not. This is, sounds good. It sounds pretty yachty. It's a ripoff of Lowdown. It's a ripoff. Yeah, of so it. of course it's going to sound but like yacht Steve, rock. he's got an amazing yacht rock song out there. Yeah, and you refuse to just pick that one. Yeah, because I want to throw it in your faces when I find another one. Well, listen, <laughs> third time's a charm, I guess. Second. Uh-huh. This is a second photo glow song. No, I'm saying when you, you say, finally yeah. get the yacht rock. Uh, no, this photo is a yacht rock song. song. This is a yacht rock song. It sounds like lowdown by this is, yeah. this is see, you see, Dave. I don't know if you understand this. It's called Steal Away. Okay, well listen. This, Just like this song, Robbie Dupree's song. <laughs> and the so backup band away. is called uh, was called Moto. Ah. <laughs> Moto photo. Uh, tell me about yacht rock personnel on this uh, song. I did not recognize any of the zero names. Uh, zero. Oh, no, that's uh, not true. That's not true. Album. There is a guy named Bill Cuomo who's done some yacht, yacht rock stuff. He's very fringe, just like Jim Photoglow. But this has lovely, smooth electric piano and a laid-back vibe. It, there's no personnel, uh, but it, and it pushes very hard toward disco. I'd give this like a soft 55 on the Yasky mm. scale. Okay. Uh, anybody else have a Yasky number? What do you think, Hunter? What? I mean, Lowdown is not pure Yacht Rock. Yeah. It's not like, that's not like, that's like, that's getting around 80. But it's got that Procaro groove, I know, baby. but, but they, they weren't even Toto yet. They weren't Toto yet. It was still early. It's like, it's almost, it's on the cusp of of. It's where they Proto. were born. They were born on that song. Toto was born on that song. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's like, it's almost Proto Yacht Rock. Anyways, I would say this is, I'm going to give this a 70. Hmm. I, I think you're being generous. I I think this airs more on the side of disco than yacht, but it's really? yacht it's yacht enough to uh, make the cut. I'll give it a I'll give it a sixty. Steve, I don't, I don't know where all this disco shit's coming from. Seventy-seven. It's from because the, from the disco beat, probably. Uh, oh, from the ripoff of Lowdown. Sixty-five point five. Yeah. Listen, this is a great hour song. You did better this time with Jim Photoglow. I'm really yeah. excited for when you pick that awesome Bill Phil, Bill Photoglow. Uh, yeah, rock song is gonna be great. I'm gonna try and find another photo glow song that's not that one, too. All right, let me teach you about South California. Webster's Dictionary defines sarcasm as the use of words that mean the opposite of what you really want to say, especially in order to insult someone to show irritation or be funny. A Google search of the word says it's the use of irony to mock or convey contempt. So Sar California is music that paints a rosy picture of the Golden State just to make a point about how shitty that place can be. This song here is a cover of California Sun by the Ramones. It might be Sar California, 
Not the clearest example, but it gives us plenty to chew on. The Ramones were, a, were grungy city rats from New York City who seemed to be quite content with this, their lifestyle. So why are they singing the praises of sunny California? Imagine a Ramon in his heavy leather coat on the beach in Santa Monica going, I'm having so much fun in the warm California sun. Everybody would laugh because that's clearly not true. They're trying to be funny. Sure, it was probably a cool song to cover, but the dry irony can't be ignored here. These dingbats are being sarcastic. Yeah, it might be ironifornia. Oh, like sarcasm isn't irony. Oh. JD, I wanna I wanna start by thanking you for playing this song. You're this welcome. Is one of the first songs I learned to play on guitar. Of course. And a staple of my old punk band Coital Appendage. Uh, but the Ramones loved oldies. They had covers on most of their albums and an entire album full of covers. This may be part of them just wanting to do another 60s song, like Do You Want to Dance or Palisades Park? And while I'm not convinced that they meant this to be sarcastic, simply because they're the Ramones makes this pretty damn sarcastic. Tell me about it. Here's a slightly better example. I think we're all a little gassy today. <laughs> yeah. So... This isn't ideal, but it's okay. I didn't want to put this in the top ten for two reasons. I did this though. to you, JD. Well, sort of. <laughs> so I didn't want to put this in the top ten for two reasons. One, because it's the Eagles. And two, being the Eagles, uh, they make boring music that doesn't paint any kind of picture of a California where I want to be. The best star California sounds like an anthem, a positive jingle in a commercial for some Californian paradise. Um, I Well, I just... It was... This doesn't deserve to be in the top ten because it's not good sarcasm. They're terrible at sarcasm. Yeah. They're awful at it. But it is kind of a what I would say a watershed moment for Sar California. It made it popular to do these kind of songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, here's how. Um, here's what you look for in Sar California. Like in here's how you, you look. Listen to, for the Sar California and Hotel California. So the when you walk away with a just a just a tertiary. Listen, is that, is that the right word? Tertiary? Yeah, yeah that works. Uh, you come up away with the understanding that Hotel California is a lovely place to be. It's laid back. It's cool. Uh, it's the kind of place you want to be lulled into. But anybody lulled into an Eagles concert can testify you'll soon discover <laughs> you're in hell. <laughs> this song is about a beautiful hell. You'll find that sentiment over and over again in Sar California right. songs. That's so, that's so poetic. A beautiful hell. Yeah. See, what makes this Sar California to me is that it's such a shitty song about a wonderful state. And yeah. I think Are that's you, the you, irony you, with it. You want to call it Sarcastifornia? That's what Dave wants to call it. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, that's a good term, too. Well, I like it the name better, and Sar California sounds like sarcoma. Oh, yeah. Well, listen. Like that cancer. Oh, you, like you never get skin cancer in California. Oh, oh no. Check out, check out the sweet scar. Cool. Oh, is that a skin cancer? He's showing scar? me a scar. Everybody's showing me a scar. Okay, so. That's good radio. So, what kind of song is not Sar California? Like those wistfully sentimental songs like California Dreaming by Mamas and Papas and California by Joni Mitchell, where the narrators are miserable and see faraway California as a paradise that will solve all their problems. Sar Californian masters see through that myth and slice that naivete to pieces with their hot, sharp sark. Yeah, they, they got it from the insider's perspective. They're already here. It's not a fantasy to them anymore. Exactly. Like, hey, uh, hey, hey you, lovely, wow. lovely place you got here. It'd be a shame if it turned you into a shallow asshole. That's sort of the vibe you get from these songs. Yeah. Um, That's the vibe I get when I go home. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know what you're thinking, though. I know what you're thinking, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, what a bummer of a genre. Well, first, let me remind you that we are still listening to the Eagles right now. It's yeah. going to get better. Um, we do that a lot. Yeah. God, it's, I hate these guys. Let's play them all the time. They make great examples of garbage. I don't know. But listen. <laughs> Bashing California is an American pastime. This is going to be a fun show. Uh, so it's going to be a regular old Bakersfield hootenanny, as I like to call it. <laughs> Um, and you'll find a lot of these songs are about Los Angeles because that's the most amazing yet fucked up place in the state. Okay, let's go! Oh, thank God. Number 10. Albert Hammond. It never rains in Southern California. And you're like, wow, it never rains. That sounds great. This narrator remembers him being lured to California by promises of dreams come true, but then he saw nothing but heartbreak and failure once he arrived, and with the wisdom of hindsight, the chorus of this song is so sarcastic, it might as well be called, Oh, it never rains in Southern California, yeah right. Uh, There's even a line in the song where he says, Give me a break, give me a break. He doesn't quite say it like that. You know what I'm talking about. He wasn't really asking for a break either. Mm-mm, no. Uh, the nutty thing is that when this comes true, when climate change actually causes it to never rain in California, it's not even going to be a good thing. So hopefully there'll be enough Trump brand water to go around for my kids. See, I don't even know if we're going to be allowed to buy Trump brand water after we secede from the union. We take our giant girthy economy with us. I think, you know, we're going to... We, if we if we don't figure out this uh, this water supply thing, we're gonna have to like invest really heavily in desalination research. Aren't we something like the fifth largest economy in I the think, world? I think it's the sixth, something like something that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. We could be a cool country. If, if it weren't for the drought, we never have enough desalination plants in Southern California. <sighs> I was just gonna talk about how I go to a park every single day, and <laughs> over the past five years of seen all the trees die in front of me every day on my walk with my dogs. They've fallen under the weight of their own limbs. Here would be your Star California song. It would be, taking my dog for a walk in California and the dead trees' limbs are fun. You know, that's what, anyway. We've, we've I'm, got a, I'm surrounded by death in California. <laughs> we've got a pretty green lawn here but it's because we have a water reclamation system. Yeah. If we didn't, I mean like where the, the water doesn't hit is dead as the Clinton dynasty. Oh, oh, oh boy! Look at this guy. Uh, hey, we still okay. got Chelsea. Oh, um, okay, so Albert Hammond had a nice little singing career in the early to mid '70s, and then he saw a huge success as a guy behind the scenes. We've talked about him before. He co-wrote uh, "Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now" by Starship with Diane Warren, and that makes him a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, Albert Hammond had a stroke in the late '70s, though he didn't realize oh, it. That sounds terrible. He didn't realize it till his son's band released it gets worse. this. <laughs> it, <he> <laughs> You don't get this joke now. No, you oh, have to on, tell. We this set joke. it up. I was setting you up. He did. He was setting you up. You, interru- you interrupted my joke. Say it. It's still a good. Come on, G. Your, your stroke joke. He had a stroke in the late '70s, though he didn't realize it until his son's band released uh, "Is This It" and became one of the more popular bands in the world. Get it? That stroke is the Strokes Elberham and Junior from the band The Strokes. That's a great. That's great. I know it was great. And if I could have said it straight through. And me saying it gets worse. It, it ups the ante. Uh, listen, 
At the end of his singing career, California uh, and the U.S. as a whole was not kind to to Albert Hammond. He had a bonanza career in Europe, uh, a lot of hits, but this was his only significant hit as a singer in America. I can tell you on film sets, whenever it rains, it's the enemy. Like, oh shit, how are we going to get our shot today? Everything's getting wet. Somebody always brings up this song. It's annoying as fuck. And I don't think Albert Hammond gets any of the royalties. Hmm. But his it's legacy... never rains here anymore. What the fuck we, are these people we got getting rained out a, We got rained out a week ago. I'm good. Yeah. Maybe we might live for another week. That was a terrible scene. Eagles of Death Metal. No, I'm excited about this one. The much better Eagles. <laughs> yeah. This, this song is called Silver Lake KSOFM. I still haven't figured out what that stands for. We'll figure it out later. But man, is this song ever sarcastic. The kids in the Los Angeles neighborhood Silver Lake are, they live fun, exciting lives. They are important. But this is from the Eagles of Death Metal. Some real rock and roll cards. This is from their 19, or the 2015 album Zipper Down. Like finally in 2015, somebody's taking the piss out of Silver Lake hipsters. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. This song might have been more relevant in 2002 when there weren't as many cool moms and hot dads in Silver Lake, but the fact that it's passe to make fun of Silver Lake hipsters might be part of the joke. You never know with these crazy eagles of death metal. I like how the dads are hot. Yeah, uh, hot dads. Have you ever seen the dads walk around Silver Lake? They're never. fucking gorgeous dudes. <laughs> oh, I just I just looked up what KSOFM stands for. Oh, thank you. King shit of fuck mountain. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I get it. Um, any any of us king shit a fuck mountain here? No, but I used to live no, in Silver Lake. No, I, I live in Silver Lake right now. Oh, yeah. Time the times are changing there. Uh, you know the old the old corner store, uh, the one with the gay porn section back. Yeah, just, just closed down, and uh, they're replacing it with a marijuana dispensary. That that store, Circus of Books, is what mm-hmm. you're talking about. That's the, what I'm talking about. That, the when, the when old we in, corner store. When we were in Spin Magazine back in 2005. That's where I went in and bought a stack of those magazines, <laughs> and I was just waiting for the cashier to like ask me why I was buying all of them. And when he didn't, I prompted him like they did an article about me and my friends in here. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, "Yeah, we get about two or three of you a week." <laughs> so we're like, but that was that was back in the day. Now yeah. Steve lives there, so I think it's pretty clear <laughs> that like it, the fact that it's passe to make fun of hipsters at Silver Lake is hilarious. Mm. Yeah, you should be making fun of Echo Park now. Uh, or maybe Hi- Highland Park, where hipsters go to buy houses. Yeah, you, hey, you fuck make, you, you, Steve. You make fun of Highland Park now. Um, Hipster House is recording our podcast tonight. I, I lived in Silver Lake uh, over 10 years ago. Jesus Christ, it's been a fucking long time. I know. When I, when I moved there, the first week I moved in the Vice magazine store, which now has a channel. You know, everybody knows Vice now. It moved in, and I was like, look, that's so cool, and it, and it closed down, and I took it as a sign that I fucking made the neighborhood worse. Um, Eagles of Death Metal, I want to talk about them for a minute. They always seem to be winking at you, and even their name, the Eagles of Death Metal, I don't know what it means exactly, but every interpretation I think of leads me to believe that these clowns are just a, they're just a bunch of wiseacres. 
And the Eagles of Death Metal, they have another song called I Want to Be in L.A. that I think is Sar California, and it's a better song than this, but the sarcasm is too deeply buried. It might actually be a song about truly wanting to be in L.A., uh, but this song just just this song just lays it out there. The sarcasm's insane yeah. in this song. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a bummer note about the Eagles of Death Metal. You know, they were the band that was playing in, in the Paris. the Paris nightclub when it was shot up. All right. Thanks for brightening our day, Dave. I'm just saying. That- Number eight. I forgot about that. That was pretty sarcastic, though. What you just did. Hey, I'm, I'm pulling no punches with the sarcasm today, boys. I just wanted to say our hearts are with everybody involved in that. I mean, the victims. Yeah, not everybody involved in it. <laughs> this is song number eight, Billy Joel, Los Angelinos. The piano man is showing up in L.A. for a week, and suddenly he knows all there is about Los Angeles. It sounds like a heartfelt tribute to the people of Los Angeles, but it's actually a string of insulting cliches. This is a this is a sport in New York. <laughs> how to make fun of uh, LA the best, mm-hmm. and Billy uh, Joel did a pretty good job. It's, it's like why I make fun of Dave is because I'm miserable and I want him to be as miserable as me. <laughs> People yeah, in they, New York are miserable though. They, they fucking love making fun of us over in New York until they come here and experience our wonderful weather in our big old backyards. They're all moving there. And by big, you mean that they just exist in the first place, unlike New York. So in this song, Billy Joel paints a picture of Angelinos as shallow, rootless, and aimless goofballs. And he's right, but you can imagine people chanting this chorus at one of Mayor Eric Garcetti's crazy kegger parties, you know? (laughs) Los Angelinos all come from somewhere. Everybody, everybody, come on. I'm running for governor someday. (laughs) Um... What do I have to say next? Oh, so I, I, I just want to—I liked how you described Los Angelinos as uh, shallow, rootless, and aimless goofballs. That's our podcast. That's right. I'm not shallow. We're not shallow. This has a lot of emotional depth. Um, so, the, and the chorus "Los Angelinos all come from somewhere" is awesome ambiguity. Everyone is from somewhere else, but also everyone has a point of view. Billy Joel is such a poet. Oh, Billy Joel, will you please rhyme some stuff for me good some more, please? Oh. Actually, what I noticed, uh, I looked at the lyrics to this song, hardly any of them rhyme at all. Give like, me, there's, there's like literally two rhymes in the entire song. Give me my joke, Steve. Give me, give me my, give me my joke. I don't need truth. I need my joke. It doesn't matter. He's from New York. He can do whatever he wants. It's true. Oh, and by the way, Billy Joel, we're not called Los Angelinos. We're called Angelinos. Yeah. I hear your poetic license in geography is also valid in South Detroit. (laughs) No. Get it? You're nailing these. The sarcasm. You know, how long has it been since this guy's had a hit? Dude's had more luck hitting trees than the charts. What's that? Did he hit a tree? Yeah, he had... He got, uh, this is not another true Dave's true stories oh, to end he, the three, segment. Three car crashes in two years. Alcohol was involved in all of them. Cool. You didn't know that? That's a great I, I story about... about no, if, if you're familiar with that, I made a really good joke. Give I me, got, my, I give me got, my joke, JD. Okay, you have it. <laughs> and and our hearts go out to the, everybody involved. Well, the tree. <laughs> all the trees. <laughs> Seven, 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 seven. Number 
Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers into the Great White Open. Anybody who watched MTV for a second in the 90s is familiar with this one. Yeah, this and Free Falling. This is the story of Eddie who comes to Los Angeles looking to become a rock star. He does, and then he falls from his perch. And here's why this song is brilliant, Star California. It uses this chorus, uh, the chorus into the Great White Open, to laud the fabled Hollywood dream at the beginning of the song when everything's hopeful, but then that same chorus becomes super sarcastic by the time the protagonist begins his rock and roll downfall. Uh, oh, good job, Tom Petty. Great great work with your Star California. Thanks, Hunter. Boy, you're so Everybody understands how to be sarcastic. This is awesome. Boy, you're so good at rock and roll. <laughs> but Tom Petty really lays on the sarcasm pretty thick throughout anyway. Like, even before things go to shit for Eddie. He's got great lines in here, like, He went to Hollywood, got a tattoo. He met a girl out there with the tattoo, too. It's so stu- just makes it sound stupid to get a tattoo. Uh, his leather jacket with chains that would jingle. I mean, it's just the kind of stuff where if I caught Tom Petty talking about me in that tone, I'd bite his balls real hard. Real hard. You'd bite over kick? I feel like that ruins the I element would, of surprise. I'd bite his ball. No. Oh, oh, if somebody leaned down and bit your balls? Well, I think I'd see something coming. Uh, but you, you would know what you, was going you'd on. You'd expect a blowjob before you'd expect a ball bite. Well, either way, I mean, JD, you're a very handsome man, but if you started leaning down by my balls, no, imagine, I'd be like, get up there and work the shaft, bro. Imagine this. You're talking shit, at me at a, at a, a, a shit about me at a party, and I see you, and I come at you, and I'm looking mad, and you expect mm-hmm. me to like, punch you in the face, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, my head goes down, and next thing you know... My teeth are on your balls? That you know, freak you the F you out, You know what, especially bro. if you're Tom Petty and you're used to people kneeling down in front of you. Yeah. Because yeah. you're such a rock, such a rock guy. <laughs> such a rock guy, Tom Petty. You're so good at rock and roll. So good. Um, this song is, this, this is from the album Into the Great White Open from 1991. Uh, the song was a big top ten hit and the video starred Johnny Depp, which was super cool. Oh, it, really cool but it, movie star. It also had uh, Faye Dunaway in it uh, and there were some cameos including Dave Lyons' favorite in-joke, Terrence Trent Darby. Yeah, <laughs> love that dude. Good in-joke. Thank you. Uh, but you listen closely, you can hear some ELO in there. It's because this is uh, produced and co-written, and maybe even has some background vocals by fellow Wilbury Jeff Lynn, who produced Tom's Red Hot album before this, Full Moon Fever. Jeff Lynn, I love him. He's such a musical genius. Uh, really good at making music. But you know what I did there? You know what I did there? That was called reverse sarcasm. You use something that sounds like sarcasm, but is actually true. You really believe it to to demonstrate that you think it's super true. I was doing that too. Okay. I think Tom Petty's a really great rock star, and I love yeah, all his music. I really like you guys. That was reverse sarcasm. So oh, was it? Yeah. Well, it's super true. Uh oh. Good. Great job pushing buttons, JD. Number six. Oh, I love this song. This is John Stewart, Heart of the Dream. This guy is the Troubadour Prince of Star California. Uh, his name is John Stewart with an H. This guy has so much music about how terrible California is. While making California seem awesome, I'm surprised his eyes aren't stuck in the back of his head from all the rolling. I, uh, you roll your eyes when you're being sarcastic. Yeah. You get it? Yeah, we know. Thanks. Why did you interrupt that joke, guys? That's a joke I need interrupted. I was, I was trying to. Thank you. Well, you interrupted my interruption. No, I just... That that was, John, I was afraid it was heavily timing dependent. <laughs> uh, John Stewart is a, was born in San Diego, lived in a bunch of places uh, outside of Los Angeles, and graduated from Pomona High School. 
he doesn't like Los Angelinos very much like that Joel fellow. It's just Angelinos, bro. Do, do people from San Diego hate us? I would imagine yeah. because our city's so I mean, much more awesome. Yeah, I mean, I can understand Pomona. That's like an hour away, and they probably think we're all city folk. But San Diego is like the only big city in California that's more laid back than L.A. Um, so, uh, but it's also got a heavy military presence there, so they probably roll their eyes at us pretty hard. People in know. San Francisco hate us, too. Well, that's because we call it Frisco. <laughs> and we call their citizens queers. Well, one of us did. <laughs> uh, I thought we all agreed that was cool. I thought you were being sarcastic. They've reclaimed the identity. All right, so uh, John Stewart was a member of the Kingston Trio, and then he went solo in the mid, mid to late 70s. Uh, Fleetwood Mac took him under their wings. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham is on this song on acoustic and electric guitar, and Stevie Nicks sings background vocals on another Sar California masterpiece on this album, uh, a song called Gold, which is the big hit. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, is, oh. was, was the Kingston Trio sarcastic too? No, no, straight up both. Oh, extremely earnest. Because there's only there were two white guys in it, and they weren't from Jamaica. Three white guys. Oh. Um, so this song actually doesn't drop California by name, but it mentions Perrier, which you couldn't get in a Michigan 7-Eleven in the 70s, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> it mentions earthquakes, Coast Highway, Big Breaks, His Ass in the Sand, all these clues, plus knowledge of his work around the time, all point to this song definitely being about California. Um, and, yeah, he, and he fucking thinks people in California suck. I was trying to make a joke about the, uh, the Kingston Trio not being from Jamaica, and these two guys really love the fucking Kingston Trio. <laughs> I like, well, it was one of my dad's favorite bands, but you said it was two guys. I know, it was a And I pointed out. Yeah, it was just, it was, cause it man, was. We are fucking on tonight, fellas. <laughs> no, I, you guys just jumped to the defense of the Kingston Trio, like, before I could even <laughs> say anything. I was like, you think, no! I wasn't defending them. I was calling them annoyingly earnest because they were folk music. Yeah. Oh, and he hates folk music. Hang down fun. your head, Tom yeah, Dooley. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, this is the second song in a row about dreams in California. I want to ask how we feel about the state of our fabled Hollywood dreams. Wait, before you get to that, I want to say that I think this guy was obsessed with dreams. Uh, dream Babies. Uh, what was his next album? How Bombs you said so? Wait, uh, Dream Babies Go to Hollywood. And this, is from, this is from uh, uh, Bombs Away Dream Babies. Yeah. And then the next album. Dream Babies Go Hollywood. And this guy's most successful thing that he ever did was he co-wrote Daydream Believer. For oh. the monkeys. Oh. Dude's obsessed with dreams. Let me tell you about my Hollywood uh, dreams, Steve. Yeah, I want to I'm living it. Uh, Hollywood writing, just like I came out here to do. Much more blue collar than I expected it to be, though. Yeah. Really, really punching that clock. Scraping by, paycheck to paycheck. That's not true. Neither, neither fame nor fortune, but you have the work. I have the work that I wanted, and I'm pretty stinking good at it. Everybody else good with their Hollywood dreams? I'm pretty content, but every time I achieve something, I just try to get another challenge. So I'm like never quite where I want to be. You guys see a shrinkologist about that? I think it's just called Drive. Yeah, bro. Dave, we're in Kentucky. Oh, we're not in New York. Oh we're boy, in Kentucky. This is my last fifty states section, and I wanted it to count. I'm not going to throw it away on Jimmy Buffett from Florida when one of these assholes is probably going to choose him for Mississippi or another state as well. 
Uh, but this is Richard Hell. He's a prolific artist. I could have chosen something he did with this band, the Voidoids, or seminal proto-punk band television, who were the very first rock band to play CBGBs. I'm not going to do that. I'm choosing All the Heart... Kentucky. Yep. I'm choosing the Heartbreakers, a band that was formed when Johnny Thunders and Jerry Nolan quit the New York Dolls in the same week that Hell left television. Not only is this amazing punk song, it was written by Dee Dee Ramone. That's why they say his name in it. Dee Dee called me on the phone. Did you guys catch that part? Yep. No. Uh, the Ramones also played it on their version of End of the Century, where they changed the name G- Dee Dee to Johnny for Johnny Thunders. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? It, Dee Dee wrote most of the song, right? And, uh, and yeah. the story goes... Yeah, Richard wrote some of it. Richard Hell wanted to write a song better than Heroin by the Vel- Velvet Underground, ground, so Dee Dee went and wrote this song. Yeah. And then they and, polished it later. And while uh, Richard Hell did contribute, uh, there was some back and forth later over who got writing credits, and I think they ended up splitting it. Well, no, the Johnny Thunders took credit for it, and then... Well, that's because he kicked Richard Hell out of the band before yeah. they recorded it. It, d- it took a long, long time before Richard Hell got any credit for it. Yeah, but Johnny Thunders is dead, so there you go. And of course, as we all know, Richard Hell is the only musical artist to ever come out of Kentucky. Okay. Uh-huh. I think you're forgetting about uh, Johnny Depp, who is oh, yeah, in, he sings. Uh, Vampires of Hollywood Vampires. Such a sweet dude. Yeah. Uh, Cage the Elephant? I feel like I've heard them before. Mm-hmm. Exile the band, not the verb or the political status. Uh, Rosemary Clooney, The Judge, Loretta Lynn, and Crystal Gale, who I just learned were sisters. Yeah. Yeah. When I was uh, originally doing... I found that out when I was doing song sequels, and there's some song that Loretta Lynn sang, and then the sequel to it was Crystal Gale's Don't It Make My Brown brown Eyes Blue. Brown Eyes Blue was a sequel to her sister's song. And then Loretta Loretta Lynn did a sequel to that called Hey, Did Everybody Know We're Sisters? Did Everybody Know That? That was the name of that song. Oh, don't forget, don't forget, Bluegrass King Bill Monroe. Also, oh. no one's, Steve, no one's forgetting him, Steve. <laughs> Holy shit! Plug hole scares me every time, even when I hit the button. Ocean City Defender, OC Defender, bad. What real bad. good, really, bad. really mellows me out. I just followed him on Twitter. Oh, he seems great, like a pretty sweet dude. He's a great follow at OC Defender. Go to yachtrock.com and check out the captain's blog for some levity in the dark world in which we now live. Libby Cudmore and Mike Wooten wrote a piece called Campaign for a Smoother America, which uses a bunch of Yacht Rock lyrics in what sounds like a political platform. It'll give you a chuckle if you like Yacht Rock lyric jokes. Uh, And then there's another election piece on the captain's blog. It's by Amy Chambly, a preschool director and mom from Illinois who turns to Yacht Rock to give her comfort after this election. It's called We Need Yacht Rock Now More Than Ever, and Ain't That the Truth. She actually ends it with a Reagan quote, which makes me wish Ronald Reagan were president right now. Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Don't mean to rag on you there, J.D., um, and that's plug hole. That's yeah. We did get, it's a light week. Five, five, five. Number five. Matthew Sweet, come to California. Matthew Sweet comes to California from Athens, Georgia, which is I think it's a pretty wry scene. Like REM, the B52s, they're all at least a little sarcastic, and I feel like. Everything Fred Schneider says is sarcastic. Uh, like, uh, hey, I'm not sarcastic at all. Hey. <laughs> um, 
This song is off his Blue Sky on Mars album from 1997. This came out the summer after my freshman year of college. I lived at my parents' house and worked for my dad in my spare time. And I'd listen to this album over and over again while playing Fantasy Star on a borrowed Sega Genesis. Uh, not paying fully, you know, total attention to the song. I didn't notice how dark it actually was. I just heard the chorus, come to California, come to California. Might be one of the reasons why I'm here today. Hmm. Really? This one? I never I never got Matthew Sweet. I always thought he was kind of a candy ass. He was a, well, he's Power Pop. That's <laughs> what Power Pop is. It's inappropriately named. It was just like Power Metal is the it, most candy ass metal genre. Has anyone seen photos of him recently? I could have just looked this up. But I remember seeing him on TV and I thought, that's a guy that's going to get real fat. He did. did. Did he? Did he get real fat? He's a heavier think, fella now. Yeah. Oh. I think he may have gained a few pounds. Huh. He was a staple on the 120 Minutes. Uh, and to me, he was a comfortable bridge between grunge and late 90s alternapop. He was very com- He's very comfortable. Uh, his, his songs are very fun to listen to. This is a great song. he's just safe. This is like what Sum 41 did to punk. You're just not into power pop, bro. You're just not into mad. You're sweet. But this is definitely a song about how shitty California is, or at least it's about how shitty the people who are drawn to California are. There's a, the big line that gives it away is, watch your mind a little bit because you're headed into the machine. So this place will make you go crazy. And the incessant come to California, that's the chorus. Like, how much do you want to bet Matthew Sweet just got hounded and hounded and hounded by people telling him, come to California, come to California, come to California. And he's like, I know what it'll do to me. It'll make me crazy. I'm Matthew Sweet. I'm Matthew Sweet. But he, he, he relented to the, to the pleas. The liner notes say some of this album was recorded at home in Los Angeles, so he probably lived in L.A. at the time. He was tired of it all, maybe going a little nuts himself. Probably also playing Fantasy Star in his spare time. I mean, he was probably super into the Red Hot Chili Peppers too. Am I right? That's a, who keep, wasn't. Keep, well, there's there's the reason to hate him. Gets people to. I come just to looked. California. I just looked him up, guys. Yep. A real tubby. <laughs> Classy Dave. Uh, I always wondered why he got rid of he, like on his three albums before this one. He had uh, those old New York punk rock guys playing guitar on his all these albums. He had. Uh, Richard Lloyd from Television, and he had Robert Quine from Richard Hell and the Voidoids, and I guess the fact that he came to California explains why he stopped working K- with them. Kentucky's own Richard Hell? Yep, Kentucky's wow. own. Hey, he, was a, he was a cute little guy back in the 90s. Look at that. I'm, I'm holding Man. up a photo of uh, Matthew Sweet. Yeah, look at 90s. that guy. Sweet is a, look oh, at that picture. He's so cute. Oh, he's so good looking. Uh. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's reverse sarcasm. I'm picking up on it. Number four. Weezer. Beverly Hills. Oh. Uh, so Weezer's super sarcastic. You remember the song Buddy Holly? Mm-hmm. Ooh, you, I look just like Buddy Holly. And we're all singing along even though it's about an idiot that he's being sarcastic about. We're all becoming that idiot as well as we sing. Weezer's making fun of us all the time. They're the most sarcastic guys I can think of. But this song's a lot like Buddy Holly. It uses cool modern language in a clumsy way, like in Buddy Holly. It was like, hey, what's with these homies dissing my girl? Why do they got a front? This one is like Beverly Hills rolling like a celebrity. It's all sarcastic, guys. I never knew those were the lyrics. Rolling, rolling like a, a celebrity. Celebrity. Wow. Rolling like a celebrity. Huh. The, hey, listen, uh, listen. 
Oh, there it is. Right, yeah. Beverly. You know, he. Uh, I read that he, this actually wasn't supposed to be sarcastic. Uh, he saw a picture of Wilson Phillips and fantasized about living with them in Beverly Hills, which totally sounds like a fucking bullshit story, and mm-hmm. he only said that to make fun of everybody it's, who it's, who reads it and repeats it. It sounds, so like, fuck you. It sounds like he was being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, he's pulling one over on us. Now, I know what you listeners around the world are thinking. Well, Beverly Hills seems like a like a really nice place to be. I don't I don't see the sarcasm here. Well, any aging hipster worth a spit in Los Angeles, and I do consider us aging hipsters worth mm-hmm. our spit in Los Angeles. Yep. We know that Beverly Hills is one of the most boring places oh, on God. earth. Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's you awful. You never want to be there. The, the streets are so poorly designed because they yeah. didn't want anybody but themselves driving yep. around in them. We'll be back in one minute. There we oh, go. There we there go. We're back. Yeah, it's a trap. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's no. a it's a traffic trap. Like you you can't avoid going through there if you're taking certain surface streets, but they don't want you to go there. So the traffic is just backed up for miles, and then as soon as you get the fuck back out of Beverly Hills, it opens right back up. That is a very Angelino conversation we just had. Yeah. Go look up a picture of the Beverly Hills Police Headquarters. It looks like a fucking castle or something. <laughs> or, yeah, or the city hall. Or go watch the movie Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah. That's always it a good takes time. place in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this song, this reminds me a lot of that Eagles of Death Metal song that I played, where the, the strength of the satire is all in the tone and knowing who the band is. Uh, but at the same time, I can see kids in Beverly Hills blasting this from the cars that the daddies bought them, you know? Hey guys, Weezer likes us. Oh, they're a terrible band. What? I thought you loved them, Chaz. I do, bro. I was being sarcastic. Let me taste your butthole right now, bro. It's like life in Beverly Hills right there. JD is normalizing Beverly Hills. Uh, Last week. Oh, listen. Even the guitar solo sounds sarcastic. Uh, last week, I, I want to apologize to our wonderful producer, Dustin. Uh, he was talking about a different Weezer song uh, that was a sarcastic California song. And I made an audible sound that was somewhere between vomiting and finding out your childhood hero is a racist. <laughs> um, anyways, I want to apologize. I was thinking of this, the song we just heard, which I hate, and he was talking about another song. Oh, and by the way, nice name you got there, Rivers. Steely Dan, the glamour profession. Yeah. Uh, the glamour profession. <laughs> Steely Dan, the masters of dark, sarcastic lyrics. Do not let us down with this song. Oh, it's about all the beautiful people who work and play in L.A. But listen closer. You realize it's being sung by a sleazy drug dealer with a very high opinion of himself. Uh, As they should, they're yeah. not drugs. Yeah, there aren't that many humble drug dealers. But this is such cool. They're very so- boastful. They are, and this is the most boastful of them all. It's cool because Donald Fagan is singing as this guy, commenting on all the wonderful people and places as if he's a part of it. And then there's always a lyric that turns it on its head and let us, lets us in on the joke. Like the first verse, he's describing Hoops McCann, a famous basketball oh, player. And as if these two are best friends, he knows everything about Hoops McCann. And in the end, they're making calls from from Hoops' car. Like basically, uh, our sleaze doesn't have the means to have a car in 1980. He's living vicariously through this famous person. And then the kicker is, he says, "We're a star." Like, oh, what a dick! What an asshole! This guy's a piece of garbage, not worth anything. And you know. 
and just the way he also says like illegal fun under the sun boys it's like he's telling these stories to his dirtball friends uh, he's basically this the first part of the song the hoops mechanic he's describing magic's journey into hiv mm-hmm. it was prescient uh and this has to be off of gaucho yeah. Because whenever they mention any type of Showtime Lakers in L.A., it's, it's Gaucho. It's got to be Gaucho. Gaucho is... That's, the, that's, when, that's a right around when Magic came here out of college and joined the Lakers. Is this... Uh, are we going to Yatsky this? I give it a 90. Um, uh, 80. 79. 96. Wow. And part of that is that in the second verse... The narrator is actually out on a yacht sailing to Barbados in the Caribbean. 86.25. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. good. Yeah. I, there's got to be a bunch of Sar California... Did I get that Sar California tracks from Steely Dan? I mean, like, showbiz kids? Well, I, well, I want to talk about Gaucho first because we were just talking about it. Gaucho was the most Sar California album on the planet. Every song sounds like this. there's this really fun thing going on. It's got Hey 19, you know? It seems like you're having a fun time with a uh, a 19. Hey, 19. You're having a fun time with a 19 year old girl. Really, just it's, it's sad and miserable. Yeah, they got nothing to talk about. Yeah, every knows, song is about druggy losers on that. Doesn't know about Aretha Franklin. Yeah. yeah. What are they gonna talk about? Ooh. Don't even know about Aretha Franklin. I want to delve into uh, a couple lyrical references in the third verse, where uh, <laughs> the narrator meets his Colombian connection to re-up. Uh, they eat Sichuan dumplings at Mr. Chow. Which is a super fancy old Chinese restaurant in Beverly Hills where rich and or famous people pay entirely too much money for dishes that they can now get much, much better versions of in the San Gabriel Valley at a tiny fraction of the price. And Mr. Chow has a scant three stars on Yelp. It's oh, there's there's two in the LA area. There's one in Malibu as well, and they're both terribly overrated. Good, mm-hmm. good stars, Mr. Chow. Yeah, nice stars. Nice, nice rating. I bet you 1979 though it had five stars back when it was new. Well, probably. And Spago was a hot spot. Like all those fancy Beverly Hills restaurants now are just kind of garbage. Yeah. Right, stay away from Be- Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. Oh. Living in Beverly Hills as a restaurateur. Number two. <sighs> this is Kendrick Lamar with the song Compton. And this here is some deep, complicated, and arguably Sar California. This is the last track from Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid Mad City album. And to get to really get the sarcasm, you have to listen to the entire album. But if this is sarcasm, which I think it is, it's fucking brilliant. So every track before this is backed by these beats in a minor key. The sound is dark and complicated, and the overall vibe feels like a disturbing fever dream about peer pressure, anxiety, drugs, booze, and violence that Kendrick experienced growing up in Compton. Basically, there's no romance about Compton on this album. And then this last track comes on, and it's big and huge, and it plays to the back of the room, and you're like, what the fuck is this? This is awesome! And then the album's supposed to be autobiographical, and this song, this track represents uh, what Kendrick hoped his big break would feel like. The Compton he described through the entire album was garbage. No place for a good kid like him. But here he is, summing it all up by glorifying it, both a satire of the same Compton Dr. Dre glorified and it comes off to me is really really sarcastic you should do an, you should do an, a rap genre JD you're very good at breaking these down like, I only listen to Kendrick Lamar though I could, I could do an all Kendrick Lamar genre where I talk about his shit because it's fucking interesting and deep 
but the the chorus of this is Compton ain't no city quite like mine and it's sung like it's a fucking place to be but then it's described as like the murder cap and it talks about crime increasing on Rosecrans nigga it's a major Compton thoroughfare thank you for explaining that you uh you remember when uh, you and I for Yacht Rock 7 decided to go to Compton to get B-roll yeah and it was just two white dudes with a camera driving around Compton <laughs> shooting street signs trying to film like street signs and things that said Compton and street life yeah it's a real good idea it was fine like, yeah we were fine in real life I'm getting the vibe that South Central is really mellowing out like the gentrification's begun it's definitely no longer the Compton of Dr. Dre's heyday or Kendrick Lamar's youth but whatever Compton is today the Compton of the rest of this album does not jibe with the Compton of this song yeah I, I get the vibe that, that there is some gentrification going on uh, like the all the local taco bloggers have been writing more about uh, uh, South LA the South LA food scene what the, the what kind of bloggers taco blog they blog about tacos the taco <laughs> bloggers yeah you don't read Bill Esparza oh. come on bro uh, and of course Compton is also home to Bloodsoes, one of the top barbecue restaurants in the LA area and the fun fact I got for you today if you look up Bloodsoes Compton location on Yelp you'll see a photo of Dave Lyons holding up what I think is a rib it's a dick yeah I'm, I'm kind of a big deal down there it's probably because of my legit cred <laughs> uh, we I, I'll say too when we took that trip down to Bloodsoes Compton we saw well, we passed the telephone pole and we saw a full page ad on there from a guy who wanted to recruit prostitutes and he promised them benefits including food and hair and nails uh, so I don't think that the gentrification is by any means complete. I've got a I've got a photo of that poster and a lot of grammatical and spelling errors on that sign. Um, Can I'll you send, email me that picture? I'll send Tim Malcolm uh, the photo for the show notes. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I would really like to see. It. I, I I want I I, Whoa, I want to read. These guys that are really again. going down the yeah. tunnel, huh? Memory lane. Oh man, what yeah. just happened? Hey, you know uh, I think the Grammys uh, was being sarcastic to uh, Kendrick Lamar and gave uh, Macklemore the best rap Grammy. Oh, that was really sarcastic. Over this, uh, and he and Macklemore also beat. Drake, Jay-Z, and Kanye Kanye West And he's now become the most hated man in the rap game uh, I just want to share one line I love in this song Which is Dr. Dre He has a line about When he dies he's going to test drive a Lambo in heaven With Easy e and Aaliyah I love that you can, only, you can only fit two people in a Lamborghini I know, I know Easy e is going to have to ride on top Maybe, maybe you can stack them One 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 Number one yeah. And of course, this is number one. Of course. Oh, oh we're going to pick something else for number one. Yeah, because oh, we're so fucking smart. Um, yeah, it's Randy Newman. I love L.A. Look at that bum over there. He's down on his knees. We <laughs> love L.A. That's the best line in the song. Yeah. I love hearing that at Dodger games. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they play this after every Dodger win or after every Dodger game? They play it after every Dodger batter. Yeah. <laughs> it plays all the fucking time. <laughs> You know what else people do at Dodger games? They hit beach balls around the stands, and then they do the fucking wave. I'm glad the Cubs eliminated from the playoffs this year. Uh, fuck them, oh, but this geez. song is good. How many times are you going to complain about Dodger fans doing the wave on this podcast? As uh, many as possible. God, Knock it off, you, you fucking know, you know, idiots. You know it's L.A., right? Yeah. Glad you have a cause, Steve. Hmm. I have a cause. They, they I've retweeted multiple Major League Baseball players who also complain about people doing the wave at Dodger Stadium That'll show on the Twitter. 
That would. This is Steve Star California song. It's like I love living here and it's sunny and wonderful. Oh, they do the wa- they do the do wave the at Dodger wave. Stadium. Um. So, uh, listen, Rand- there's no doubt Randy Newman does love L.A., but... He's also the most sarcastic man on the planet. <laughs> He's super sarcastic about it. Um, and there's a funny story behind this song. is he was, he was commissioned to write this song for the 1984 Olympics, and he turned it in. And the Olympic <laughs> Wait, committee was like, oh, yeah, we love this song. We're totally going to use it. Yeah, that's, this is how the conversation mm-hmm. went. They were like, Randy, would you, uh, would you mind writing a song for L.A.? LA. Oh, sure. I'll write a song for L.A. Yeah, that'd be great. Right up my alley. And then <laughs> and then they gave him a bunch of money, and so he did it. He did it, but they turned it down, and he released it on his own, and it became one of his only two top 40 hits. And I'm sure he polishes all his Oscars with the Billboard magazines that announced those two hits. I don't think he has that many. I think he has one or two, but he's been nominated for like 15. Oh, yeah. He's just a fart into a microphone for a yeah. Disney movie. He'll get yeah. an Oscar nomination. <laughs> His, his songs are great in those Pixar movies. They fit, they fit the that it's, type of... It's great plot movie. rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little toy man. He's my little toy friend. We walk around, then we walk around again. He gets all these jobs just uh, sarcastically <laughs> accepting the work. I lo- oh, I love this script. I'd love to write oh, a song for it. Oh, he's a million dollars. God, it keeps working. <laughs> my, my favorite part of this song, I don't know if they've done it yet, but they yell out. They start yelling... Different things that are in LA, mm-hmm. like one of them, Sixth Street, yeah, Sixth Street. That's uh, like Santa Monica Boulevard, mm-hmm. and they yell out Victory Boulevard. I'm pretty sure at no point Victory Boulevard touches LA at all. It's Burbank, Randy, you fucking inbred. What? He was being no, sarcastic. I think, he was, I think, yeah. he, no, oh, I think it Victory. crosses across in the in the, the San Fernando. That's uh, still part of LA. Okay, LA County. Well, so the thing about the street names oh, that he calls out? It's in North Hollywood, I think. There's actually a story behind the street names he calls out. Those are all streets that, like, if you go if you go from end to end, you're going to go through the poorest parts of L.A. and the wealthiest parts of L.A. Yeah, uh-huh. he shouts out the Imperial Highway as well. Isn't 6th Street uh, Skid Row? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Good point. Um, okay, I'll play a song a little more because I have one more thing I want to talk about on this song. The credits on this album, Trouble in Paradise. No, oh, it's such a good song. The listen. They're crazy Yacht Rock credits. Listen to the credits on this album. Drums, Jeff Picaro, guitar, Steve Lukather. And it's a Steve Lukather guitar solo in I Love L.A. You listen to it, it's definitely him. Uh, David Page is on here. Lenny Castro, Michael Boddicker, Paulina DaCosta on drums on a couple songs. Even Neil Larson from Larson, Larson Featons on this yeah. uh, on this album. So you don't get much more Yacht Rock than that lineup, yet there's nothing Yacht about this song at all. Dandy Randy, he's too much of an original voice. He's like Neil Diamond. Uh, I do want to Yatsky yeah. it though. I want to I want to give the song a fifty-one on the Yatsky scale because you cannot ignore that personnel. You I'm, cannot ignore that personnel. Yeah, but I'm, I will um, yeah. because I listen. Maybe the second song, the song after this, might be a little bit. Well, what about this song? But this get, song is like thirty. Eh, I feel like it could be a sonic outlier for Yacht Rock. Like it doesn't have the sound, but it's like how do you how do you this personnel like the, I don't know, anyway. See, what do you give it? Twenty. Because nah. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, I, I gotta go right in line with Steve here. It's about twenty, and the only reason I give it twenty is because of the personnel. Um, yeah, it's a thirty on the Oscars. It's not a yacht rock song, but that just goes to show you people personnel and everything. It's not, but maybe maybe if we heard a version of the song without the vocals, maybe it might be a. Uh, a rock yacht song. Maybe. Maybe. 
Um, it might just be him. But yeah, this song really captured what it's like to live in LA. It was like, it's the best! Mm. It sucks! It's oh. the best! Oh, we'll be back in one no. minute, folks. You still kind of hear it okay. in the, in the bleed, microphone okay. bleed. Oh, we're, we're back. Okay, and we're back. Okay, well, what didn't make the list, guys? Hunter, you want to go? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just dropped my paper. Hold on. It's, uh, I'm going to go with Yo Home to Bel Air by the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, I don't think L.A. is meeting his excitement level. I really don't. I think yeah. in that song, I think the Fresh Prince might actually be a little disappointed and Bel Air might not actually feel like home. I don't know. Just a theory I have. Oh, I think you're right about that. This sarcasm is so old. Yeah. For listeners. No, it's great. Unsubscribe. Uh, I'm uh, totally unsubscribing to Beyond Yacht Rock because I'm smart. Steve, uh, what didn't make the list? Uh, I couldn't come up with a pure example, but I did find a couple that kind of fit. Uh, Sunset Grill by Don Henley. Uh, you know, as we said before, the Eagles are terrible at sarcasm. Don goes just t- total sourpuss by the second verse, despite being a millionaire who spent all his free time at that point ingesting high-quality cocaine and banging Stevie Nicks. Making I, us millions off of a song that mentions California. Yes. Uh, I also maybe would put the Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication in this category, but it's kind of hard to tell what the fuck he's singing about half the time, so I'm not and, entirely and sure. And also, fuck them. Yeah, also, yeah. yeah. Both, of the, both of those artists are not my oh. favorite. Oh, we'll be back in one minute. Uh, there we are. Yeah, just to hear the last right. note of the song. Well, for me, I got uh, Los Angeles by Frank Black. Mm, it's a great a song. One. Sounds like he wants to live in Los Angeles, but upon closer listening, he most certainly does not. <laughs> That's our California for you. Yeah. I'd also give California Uber Alice by the Dead Kennedys a nod. Steve, you have a special question that I'd love to answer. Yeah, I was wondering about this when I was thinking about the category. Does Bob Seger's Hollywood Nights count as Star California? This question would have been great in the intro, but I'll answer it now. <laughs> it's more of a boy meets girl song, Steve. Like, it's a boy meets girl and boy loses girl. It's, and it's set in the Hollywood Hills and the lights and everything, but it doesn't really make much of a realistic, satirical comment about the city. I'm not sure how much time Bob Seger has actually spent in Hollywood. This may be more of a, like a... Hollywood Cadabra song. It it sounds like a little bit of like a pleasant like I know Bob Seger's not one to write about fond memories of his youth. <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm. Yeah, good. good. Uh, um, but it sounds like a a memory of a wonderful time. Yeah. See, I fa- I always thought it was like him grappling with his newfound fame, like he was a midwestern fish out of water in this well, weird new you've, city. You've been watching our rock opera a little too much. <laughs> Shh. Let's talk about that. Oh. It's a secret. Find this week's Star California playlist by following J.D. Riznor on Spotify. Go to YachtRock.com to buy t-shirts, read the captain's blog, see show notes by Tim Malcolm. Follow him on Twitter at Timothy Malcolm for fun facts. He's had a baby, by the way. Congratulations. Congratulations. To the Malcolm. Congratulations. Tim Malcolm. Oh, yeah. Nice job. Way to fuck that baby into your wife. Put that in the show notes, you piece of shit. <laughs> Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stare. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Your reviews help us pick up heat. So please take the time to write us a review. Thanks to Ocean City Defender, my man, my number one man, Ocean City Defender. I love him. I love him so much. He's from the OC. <laughs> he defends it. Uh, at Ocean, oh, at OC Defender. He sent in the bumpers. Are great. 
Additional bumpers by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall for making time for us to use the studio. And also cleaning up this mess we're going to hand him. Check out other Feral Audio podcasts at feralaudio.com. 